Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Holy Malinaji, Peter Card, Brooklyn to the world. We got Seth the Twig keeping track of our numbers because Peter Card always forgets what's at the episode. Seth the Twig. 79? God, what is it? Peter Card. <laughs> that, that, didn't, that didn't sound very assuring. Oh, I, no. You know, I can't keep track of this. I got enough shit I got to keep track of. You, you guys want me to keep track of my numbers? You didn't have any confidence with that number. Say it again what like about you, you mean Peter Card. Like, what, what about you? <laughs> No, what about you, Peter Carl? You're sitting there criticizing the guy. Meantime, I you see you asked him. Your, I look and see you looking through your phone as if you knew the whole time. What, what 75. Is Close enough. 75. Damn it. Damn. That, that's a big... Wait, that's, what, a, that's a, bro, a milestone. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's big. That's like uh, three quarters. Three quarters you know? of the way. Oh, we did a hundred. You just get wasted. Three quarters. That's like a golden anniversary and silver anniversary put together. Seventy-five. A, Boom. A, a gliver. <laughs> a gliver. A golver. Whatever we know. call it. But we're at episode 75. We uh, we may have a couple episodes for you this week. We'll see how the things go. Let's talk about boxing on this episode. We can talk about a lot of stuff. You know, radio gold, as you call it, no? Boom. What a, you know, first of all, I want to get something off my chest. All right? Pause. <laughs> get something off my... What, what, is, <laughs> what is wrong what do you with you? Do? What do you want to do? No, I'm Hater? just saying. All right. First of all, I want to get something off my chest. All right. I'm flying Delta Airlines yesterday, and I'm watching the movie CIA, you know, the Rock and uh, and uh, Kevin Hart. It's called know? CIA. That's what yeah, it's called. Central, no, Central Intelligence. It's called. Okay. You know, I, I shortened it up. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Bro, randomly, why is it on these fucking airlines? They just randomly take out the curses, bro. They ruined the oh, whole movie. Man. I had to stop watching the movie halfway through. That's ridiculous. Oh, they start carding people. Like no, they start or? like they start like like sometimes the airline like will give me like the curses in a movie, and sometimes they won't. Like, like bro, I don't want to watch a, a movie that has curses in it if I'm not hearing the curses, because you're killing that. You're absolutely ruining the jokes, especially if it's a comedy movie like that. You're absolutely ruining the jokes. But you could get plastered on the plane. They they give you enough alcohol. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it's get alcohol poisoning, but they're gonna they're happens. gonna censor but what you hear. It happens to me randomly. Like sometimes I'll get a movie and I'll get all the lines. It's, it's the weirdest most random shit because I turn off the movie because I couldn't take it anymore because I can tell they're killing all the punchlines and I put on some of the TV shows they have you know you have you can order them random TV shows so I put on some of the John Oliver stuff who's a really funny guy you know yes granted he's pro democrat but whatever Fuck you know him. if you're, if you're funny no no whatever dude if you're funny I can appreciate the comedy he's yeah, a funny guy course, yeah. so, so is Bill Maher yeah yeah I can listen to him too even though he's super liberal but regardless I'm listening to him, and he's killing it. All his jokes are there. They're allowing the curses. I mean, I was cracking up. But I, what makes one decide, right. I want to know, what makes one decide that the movie Central Intelligence, we're going to kill it, we're going to destroy it, and, and it's not even going to be funny because the whole point of that movie is for But you're not going to censor John Oliver. But you're not going to censor John Oliver. I can tell you the answer Which I, I appreciate. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, it made John Oliver funny. No, see, he's, he's Jewish. What? He knows the answer. The answer to that is people suck at their jobs. That's one thing. And the other thing is that the movie companies might make that decision, not the airlines. 
I don't understand though because I've got afraid to get sued by my, I, my I, son Billy I, heard I, these bad words. I fly so yeah. much. I fly, but they they warn you, dude. They warn you before you put the movie on. This movie might not be good for uh, uh, whatever Billy. young people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which well, I don't <laughs> understand. I got that warning before putting on Central Intelligence. There was absolutely no need for the warning. Cover, because, cover because with, no, with, with, with with no uh, with no. With no curses, I mean, what are you, what are you warning me about? There's nothing, there's nothing else to warn me about. Oh, the, the content, it's, it's very strong content. But what content? You guys it, were, you guys were movie junkies. You know, remember watching movies on regular TV and the edits were so oh, great. Yeah. Like uh, sixteen. I can't uh, do it anymore. Weird science. Is that we're not talking candle wax on the pimples instead oh, of nipples. Oh man, yeah. that oh, no, movie no, no. was the shit. Dude, Weird but, yeah, but I can't do that anymore. Like, it, like if I see a nice <laughs> movie, like a good movie, and it's on like FX or something. I know there's going to be commercials. I know they're going to edit it. I won't watch it. I, I can't do it anymore because you kill the movie. Like, if Goodfellas comes on, like, A&E or something, I can't watch there's it. There's no reason. You I can't, can't do watch that. it. No. You know what I mean? Like, like I can't Scarface. Do it. Number one, yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. one is commercials. It. Number two, it's edited. It, it, it's yeah. ridiculous. Ruining for me. Ruining for me. Eyesole. I, 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 I was pretty pissed off yesterday. I was, you, know what, you know what I watched yesterday, speaking of movie buffs? In the middle of the night? Hard to kill. Oh, that was what Steven Seagal. Boom, Steven. Which Seagal. one is that? I was that the first the, one. Is that's, that the one where he films no. with Benson Ernst? No, that's a uh, no. That's, that's Alpha Justice. Yeah, hard so to kill with the Jamaicans, right? No, no. That's Mark for death. <laughs> Mark for God. Nice I try. always get all the Seagal movies confused. Hard to, to kill is the one where he gets shot and he's in a coma for seven years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kill the Brock. Brock. Storm. That's his name in the movie. Storm. John. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's always Stone. got a name like that, right? Yeah, John, John. Stone. <laughs> John, they're going to kill you, John. They're coming oh, for you, John. All the classic days. I miss those days, man. I mean, he, he goes up to the guy at the end and he wants to shoot him in his pee-pee. And he goes, <laughs> I missed. I never miss. Must have been smaller than I thought. Uh. <laughs> the crooked <laughs> politician. No, Yusuf. Yeah. No, oh. definitely Yusuf. <laughs> hey, you got a story for us, don't you? What, what other story do I have? I need some story you wanted to tell a, us. Oh, our friend from Sicily. Oh, yeah, yeah, Salvo. So, yeah, so, you know, I get a call from Salvo. Yeah, you guys remember when I, I had a call into the show. I mean, everybody, all the listeners who have listened to us uh, loyally every week, they uh, they know when I was in Sicily and I called in, I was hanging out with Salvo, right? So, sure. so they remember. So, obviously, while I was in Sicily, here's the thing about Salvo. He's cool as hell. He's like the town mayor. I mean, he, we, we get into all the clubs for free. We do everything. Like, he basically runs shit over there. You know, like, if you go to Syracuse, you got to hang out with He's a former amateur you know, fighter. He's a former amateur fighter who had one pro fight. You know, all, all, all good stuff. All, all fun stuff. Anyway. So... Obviously, I was hanging out with him when I called in the other the last time. I'm sure everybody got a kick out of it. He, you know, he speaks all this busted English, you know, right. and uh, and whatnot. So anyway, when, while I was there, we're hanging out in front of his mom's house. Now Salvo runs a bunch of bed and breakfasts, and of late he's expanded something you won't be able to do in the U.S. once Hillary Clinton <laughs> <becomes> <laughs> all this expand That's for another so, show for another uh, show. Yeah, so he's he's expanded and he's opened up like another three or four. You know, so he's got his hands really tied. You know, he's running back and forth kind of thing. So I noticed on this particular trip to Sicily. Salvo's got his ball twisted most. It was wound a little tight. Yeah, a lot more often than I think. You know, so so don't get me wrong. I mean, Salvo's cool as hell, but you can't really cross him. You know, he's got that Sicilian temper, whatnot. You know, so we're uh, we're I'm I'm at one of the these apartments that he also bought. He bought a, bought a bunch of apartments that he rents out. Seth, don't sound a little too excited over there. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. So he's he's got apartments one of these apartments and, and, that he's, and he's he's getting some work done to them, some construction done to them. All right, he's getting some construction done to them. Now the streets are narrow. Some of these streets are narrow. So this particular street on this particular uh, apartment is really narrow. It's so bad, you barely fit a car. You barely fit a car. You barely fit a Vespa, let alone a car. Right. All right. So. 
But we're hanging out outside. They're doing construction, and I was oh, Salvo's looking over the work, and I'm like talking to him. I'm just hanging out too, you know. One of his boys is there too. Uh, his, his boy Alessandro. Shout out to Alessandro too. So, whatever. So, we're over there. We're chilling. Turns out, you know, Alessandro's a pretty well-connected street kid out there, but you would never know it if you just talk to him. But anyway, so I, um, I'm out there hanging out with him. All of a sudden. First off, across the street, which is like one step, by the way, right. across the street, <laughs> this kid with a vest was coming over, and he's, and he's, <laughs> dropping, and off, he's his dropping off his girlfriend. So Salvo's standing outside, and the girlfriend is uh, yelling upstairs to her mom or to her sister, like, oh, open the door, whatever. So Salvo's like, uh, Salvo goes over to him, and he's like, oh, he goes, turn off the engine. He goes, you know, it's noisy over here. So I really didn't think there was a necessity to tell the kid to turn off the engine. I really didn't. Because he's about to drop off his girlfriend, and he's about to leave. So why would he turn off the engine, you know, in the Vespa? I kept that one to myself. I right. said, you know what, I'm going to keep this one to myself. You know, Salvo's seems like his balls are twisted today and whatnot. The kid, obviously, is a good kid. He right. turns off the engine, only to turn it back on 20 seconds later and leave. To leave, right. Yeah. So I kept that one to myself. So what happens? Salvo's like getting agitated with the workers, you know, they're taking a little longer than he wants, some of the stuff wasn't done right. This other guy, this tall, doofy guy, like, he's pretty built, but he's not like, you know, not like steroided up built, you know, like, but he's about 6'3", you know? So, he, uh, he comes over on his bicycle, and he's ringing the bell, like, ding, ding, you know? So Salvo's like, oh, he goes, relax, the kids are, the kids are sleeping. So, in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, which, by the way, they do, because yeah, the middle lunch, of the day is like the fiesta over there. Right. So... So the, kid, the guy's like, what? He goes, oh. He goes, well, they'll make so much noise. The kids are sleeping. Now, I'm, again, I'm thinking, was that really necessary to tell the kid, the guy not? I mean, it was a bring, bring. He's about, he's just going to go through, you know? So all of a sudden, this guy gets his balls twisted. He's like, so Salvo's like, ah, oh, whatever. The guy's like, wait, what? And, I, and I, now I get in the middle. I'm like, wait. And I was like, whatever. It's nothing. The guy's like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? And Salvo's like, Salvo's like, all right, whatever. And the guy's like, what kids? What kids are sleeping? So Salvo's <laughs> like, well, what the fuck do you care what kids are sleeping? I said the kids are sleeping and that's it. So obviously it was like become an ego thing now. So the kids like, the guy, so the guy's like going back and forth and Salvo's finally like trying to walk it off like, all right, whatever, you know, just, just go, just go. Now the kid probably thinks Salvo's trying to deaden it because he's scared, which unfortunately only, made, that's only, unfortunately only makes it worse for you. So I'm trying to like keep him off. Now the guy parks his bike, his bicycle, by the way, and he gets off the bicycle. And I'm like in between them and I'm like, or whatever, never mind, never mind. And the guy's like, nah, you got to tell me this and that. And, the, and Salvo's just trying to basically say like, all right, whatever, you got it, you got it. But the problem is this guy doesn't want to get it anymore. He doesn't want to got it. Because the problem with this guy is that he thinks Salvo's trying to dead in it because he's scared. So now the guy's getting ballsy, you know? So he's going the back and forth. false sense of security. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately. So he's going back and forth. Finally, I get aggravated because I'm trying to sit there break it up. And I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here already, bro. What the fuck you want to do? What are you going to do? What Exactly what are you going to do going back forth like this so he gets aggravated at me so we start having words so now Salvo you know when you're like trying to keep your friend from fighting so you can fight and then like you're trying to keep he's trying to keep you from fighting because he wants to fight you know because you don't want your friend to get hurt so you'd rather take the fight than rather than your friend and so me and Salvo kind of like getting in each other's way trying to deaden it while this guy's kind of yelling all of a sudden I take off my hat to try to walk towards him. Salvo's in between us. He throws like a little like karate kick towards him because he he throws it because he's like six three, and he, hit, he hits me like my lower leg, whatever. 
And so I attack him. We end up like starting to wrestle up against the the wall and whatnot. Because he's a, he's a tall guy. You know, we're all trying to wrestle him up against the wall. I got him up against the wall. He's like got me in a headlock. <laughs> it was like, I don't even know. It was like a little bit of a messy melee. I guess he lets me go probably because he sees Salvo walking towards him. So they, they got in each other's face. You know, like I, he got lets me go. They got in each other's face. And literally, bro... I've never seen a headbutt like this in my life. <laughs> like, like Salvo was in his face. The guy was in Salvo's face. I mean, they looked like they looked like two dogs that were about to like chomp at each other. They were like right in each other's face, like, foaming at the mouth. Like, and I'm thinking like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's about to go down. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom! This headbutt comes out. And this guy just goes down. This guy just goes down. So Salvo's brother walks up. He's like, oh, no, no. And I'm like, yo, Salvo, kick him in the face. Kick him in the face. You know, because the guy's down now. So Because I want to kick him in the face. So, Sal, so Salvo's brother like gets in the way out of all of us. He's like, no, no, enough, enough. So the guy gets up. He's bleeding out of his mouth, out of his nose. He's like saying, yeah, you want me to leave? You know what I mean? And Salvo's like, get the fuck out of here because I'll kill you. I swear I'm going to kill you. Get out, get out of here. I will kill you right now. So the guy's like trying to be tough, but at the same time, he's trying to stay away from Salvo. He's Still doesn't know and where I, his world at went. This point, and he's like giving me a thumbs up, like I'm coming back for you. And I'm like, bro, get out of here. Get out. I'm trying to save his life. I'm like, bro, just get out of here. Just go, go. You know? So he's like trying to go back towards his bicycle. The problem is he's got to pass Salvo to get back towards his bicycle. And Salvo's trying to send him the other way. So at the end of the time, he's like, I got, and he's like, I got to get my bicycle. Tough <laughs> guy. <laughs> so Salvo lets him get the bicycle and he leaves. He went from a pit bull to a poodle real quick. <laughs> so he leaves. Anyway, now, you know, the, we, the show, this thing doesn't end there. Me and Salvo go to one of the other bed and breakfast. He sees the kid, Alessandro, who, to this point in my time, time there, Alessandro seemed like a totally normal kid, like jokes around, this and that. Turns out he's a pretty, he's a, he's a, he's a young kid, but he's one of those kids you don't want to fuck with on the street, turns out. So him, oh, yeah, and, Salvo get on the, him and Salvo get on the Vespa, and they like, they, they're going to head back over there. Back, and he, Salvo's got a bat with him. So I'm like, Salvo, I understand in the U.S. you can get around walking a bat with a bat and you can say, hey, you know what? I head to the park to play baseball. So in Italy, you can't. What are you doing with a baseball bat? The cops are going to stop Where you. Where the fuck did he Where are you going with a baseball bat? You know, in America, you can say, officer, I'm a fan of the Yankees. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, 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 but in Italy, nobody plays baseball. He had picked up that baseball bat as a souvenir when he was on vacation in Miami years ago. And he just keeps it. I'm like, bro, you cannot take the bat on the vest back up towards where you're going. The, you, the cops are going to stop you. He leaves me. He's like, nah, you're on vacation. You're not coming along. He leaves me. He goes up there. He goes to back he to made, look. He made you go he with his girlfriend. Yeah, he made me go with his girlfriend. So I made the girlfriend drop me off somewhere to where my grandparents were so I could actually run back up there. By the time I get up there, Salvo and Alessandro are coming back. They had squashed it. The kid apologized. The kid found out Salvo wasn't to be fucked with. You know. The uh, headbutt kid? Yeah, the kid who got headbutt. And now he was like apologetic. So <sighs> anyway, this is... This is before we, me and Salvo called on the show. This was like maybe right. a few days before me and Salvo called. So when we and Salvo had called on the show, this had already happened. Now, ever since then, Salvo sees this kid. The kid knows who Salvo is. You know, how he heard about him in this town. And, and he's like, he's want to fuck with him. So he's always like, uh, Salvo like says hello. Uh, he says hello back. He respects him, whatever. It's been totally normal. It's been totally normal up until now. He might be saving his time, yeah. No. Biden is So the other day, Salvo calls me up, and he's like, bro, can you believe this fucking kid that we, that we got into the fight with? I was like, what happened now, bro? I thought everything was squashed. He goes, no. 
He goes, I catch him away from my mother's street. Because that time we were in front of, you know, by one of the apartments. It was near his mother's street. He goes, so now, he goes, if I'm going to fight with him at that point, I'm going to really put him in the hospital. I said, why? What happened? He goes, now he was with two of his friends. And I see him, you know, and I, I always feel bad now, you know. So I always, like, say, hey, how you doing? You know, like, you know, like, I, I'll be the first one to say, hello, how you doing? He goes, eh, I'm not doing too good today. So Salvo's like, oh, you know, I thought, like, maybe something happened to him. I said, oh, everything all right? You all right? He goes, nah. Because honestly, I'm like, I'm a little pissed off today. So Salvo's like, all right. (laughs) 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 What's the problem, bro? What what are you pissed off about? He goes, nah, I just came back from the dentist, and the dentist told me I needed 2,000 euros to to get a new tooth, because Salvo knocked out his tooth when he had (laughs) butter. Wow. So so Salvo's like, all right. He goes, nah, I'm just just aggravated about that. But so Salvo goes, the switch hits, and he goes, but what the fuck do you want from me? He goes, bro, we tried to break it up. 30 times before I finally headbutted you. What the fuck do you want from me? Get out of here before I throw you another beating. And his two friends are there, and his friends are like, nah, nah, you know, he's, he's a little bit off. And he goes, nah, he's going to be more off if you don't get him out of my face. Get him the fuck out of here, because I'll throw, I'll throw you all three of you a beating. So they ended up having to go, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, Salvo, again? He goes, yeah, but you, you believe this fucking kid? I was like, I don't know, bro. I was like, he just, you know, 2,000 euros in Italy and Sicily is a lot to come by, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people live on 1,000 euros a month comfortably in Sicily, you know? That's so what's weird. You got to pay 2,000 euros for a tooth? You're probably going to go with no tooth for a while, you know? <laughs> I, I, I thought coverage was, was free. I guess dental is not. Uh, you know? From headbutts. No headbutts. Right. Yeah. But you, you, you missed a big part of the story. What? When the guy was getting up mm-hmm. and the guy was like more calm and Salvo said, listen, I didn't want to have to headbutt you. And the guy was like, you headbutted me? Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was later. Yeah. When Salvo went back with Alessandro to look for him later to squash it, you know, they, they, went, to, they went to go look for him with the bat. You know, they wanted to make sure this guy don't come back with any ideas. And they went back and they put him in his place. So the guy obviously, you know, between him and Alessandro, the guy only knows what Salvo and Alessandro told him or did to him. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. But the guy but was, came, you know. They came listen. back, though, and Salvo was basically trying to be like, listen, bro, I didn't want to have to headbutt you, bro. You you forced me to headbutt you. Yeah, you and forced guy, me to almost kick your he ass. Yeah, he was such like, a hard headbutt. Uh, it sounded like he did kick his ass. <laughs> <He didn't, laughs> Not almost. There's no almost about it. He didn't remember the headbutt. He was like. You headbutted me? Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do you think your mouth is all busted yeah. up when your nose is all busted up, bro? I had a headbutt you. <laughs> I had a headbutt you. I understand. I was really... Why I, are you I, getting tangled in this shit? You can't do that. I was that. just trying to break it up. Honestly, nothing even happened So you guys were just like wrestling around, nothing yeah, serious. Was, no punches or nothing. I didn't like the fact that he threw a kick at me. So like, I I, I just went I at him. I got you. Him, you know? But he wasn't throwing punches at you or no, no punches? No, because it was, it was like, you know when you get tangled too close up? and it's tangled yeah. up in a street? You know what I want to know? Did they both have flip-flops on? No. Salvo had decks. Dex, nice. Dex on. And I think, I don't know what the guy, I think the guy had sneakers on because he was riding a bicycle. And Salvo seems like he's got a temper. Like, he he misses fighting, it sounds like. Oh, dude, his, he, he has a big head. He has this big oh, square head. He can just take yeah, a shot like, like, bounce like, off oh. his head. Yeah. Like, I, it was, it was, uh, dude, I've seen headbutts in my life. I've seen street fights in my life. Like, that headbutt, I mean, Vicious. dude, the guy's eyes went up into his head for a second. Like, you know what woke him up? His ass hitting the ground. What good is that? You gotta, you gotta control yourself. You're yeah, adults. No, no, of course. How no, old is Salvo? He's older than me by a little bit. Enough with this. Tell him to start meditation or some shit. Yeah, he needs no, no, to chill no. out. And you know what? He's the nicest guy. No, I know guy you guys say that, but even with Paul, you guys got that switch. You gotta fucking you gotta deal with he's that like shit. He's like a big teddy bear. You can't you do go that, there though. And, and he takes you everywhere. And if yeah. you go in your pocket, he might headbutt you. You know, like, yeah. he's so just I gotta one of worry those about guys. that now. If I wanna give him a sandwich yeah. or something, I got he's gonna headbutt me. Very hospitable. You guys can't be doing that. No switches. I bed and breakfast for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 
me staying on. I understand that. I know. Well, times are tough. You can't afford it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you guys guys can't be doing the switches. Enough with that. Guys had his bicycles ringing a bell. He's already got poor guy's got a bike. No, no, I did talk to him. I did talk to him later on. You too. I did did talk to him and I said, "Zavo, here's the thing." I said, "You already had started with the kid before the poor kid. You know, he didn't want any trouble. He turned off the engine on his Vespa. You know, the kid was leaving, bro. Twenty seconds later, he has to turn it back on. Not even it wasn't even worth the trouble of turning the ignition off. So yeah, so I could already (sighs) tell you're aggravated. But then I said, "Zavo, you gotta chill out, bro. You because you're in a business that is 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 reliant on." Uh, customer service, you know, being being nice, you know, anger like, management, and, you know, you know, you know, turn people off. You get a lot of tourists in Syracuse, you know, Syracuse gets a lot of tourists, not so many Americans, but a lot of tourists European. from the rest of Europe, from the rest of Holland, Europe, like, England, Syracuse, Sicily gets a ton of tourists. So, I, I remember pictures. when we trained, pictures are beautiful. Yeah, I remember when we trained there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a like a family from Holland. Yeah. Then there was like these two broads from Holland that were broads. Like forty. Mm-hmm. And like we were like talking to them and shit, me and Salvo. Like yeah. this is two thousand eight, you know. DTF. Oh man, they were fucking pretty, bro. Yeah. Oh, pretty women, women in Holland, yeah, they have that natural. And so beauty. what he does is you go there, he'll make breakfast for you, and then he gives you like a little tour guide. He's like, listen, you need any help? You let me know. You know, so this is here, you, this I'll headbutt them, right? Exactly. Yeah, and he's connecting the town in that you know. One hand washes the other, and then he'll send people to certain restaurants. You know, then they'll. You he know, sound, you said he's like the mayor of the town, but yeah. he's got to chill the fuck out. No, he does. He does. He does. That's crazy and shit. I, so I, I was kind of uh, thrown back when he told me this story because it was funny. Because you know, in reality, I didn't expect this guy of all people to like. <laughs> I guess the guy was having a bad day. You were, Tell you were Salvo to, to give him the, the two thousand euros. <laughs> if it's not any sweat off his back, you should give it to him, right, or something. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, split the difference. Think, split the difference. He, I don't think he's getting it. I no. gotta be honest. They like, split the difference. Right. I mean, he, listen, he we tried to no, like yeah. dead in the whole situation. Yeah. How from dare the, you ride your bicycle and ring the bell in my neighborhood yeah, at three that. in the afternoon? <laughs> What's wrong with you? People but when, are sleeping. But when you get told, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sometimes you should listen. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, it goes Although back it's to, a hard pill to swallow. I think you guys have learned this lesson too, and you guys are, are part of this also. They learn. A, I learned this lesson. It's like. You don't fuck with people because you never know who you're fucking with. Of course. There's always somebody bigger, badder, who's got a gun or knife or whatever else. Yeah. You never know. Like you said that time when you got in the, in the, in the auto shit, uh, traffic stuff, and ended up being a cop. Yeah. Like you just don't know. Like you don't know what you're walking. You're better off just walking away. You of course. Know? No, 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 but bottom line, when you, when, whenever you think of stuff, you know, think about whenever you think of things that happen like that, you know, there's things that like aggravate me so much and then I think about it later I'm like man that could have been really bad like you know you're like happy you things didn't go down the way they would have where in the moment you can think of nothing but making sure it goes down you know what I'm saying you gotta learn and it. literally even five minutes later will pass and you, and you know your head will calm and you're like uh, better off you know like it's, but it's there's a lot of stupid people in the world you know yeah. like, a lot of you know and of course welcome to America not that, that was in Italy though I'm sorry. <laughs> you said oh you said there's a lot of stupid people there are yeah. a lot of stupid people in this country Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, we got some good fights coming up, dude. Yeah. Um, and I, I, when I heard this fight, I thought of you immediately because I, I think this is a fight you guys have been calling for is uh, Jamal Charlo versus Julian Williams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's an exciting one. It's, a great it's, fight. It's, it's unfortunate that it's a fight that not enough people can appreciate because they don't have the crossover appeal yet. Uh, but both of these guys have... Crossover skills. Crossover Somebody's talent. old gotta go. And uh, uh, really, one of the best fights that can be made in boxing, in my opinion. And I think if you know your boxing, you'll agree with me. These are two top, top, top level talents whose fame probably doesn't add up to the skill set that they bring to the table. I mean, this is a very, very top level fight. And it's probably, uh, what is it? It's not even gonna be a main event, right? 
It is the main event. It is the main event. I believe so. Oh, and also uh, Morris uh, Quaylor. Morris Quaylor. Is Morris Quaylor the main event or Williams and, and uh, Charles the main it, event? It says both fights. I think they're like two title fights. I think it's like a co-main event. Yeah. Looks like, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, that's been that's been a fight that I've been looking for. I remember earlier. Oh, no, they're saying the featherweight title's the main event. Yeah, because they are the bigger name. Not yeah. as modest as the bigger name, you know. So, But I remember earlier in the year, I remember there was two fights that really stuck out to me as far as being really excited about them. And then, uh, you know, one of them probably not going to happen. And that was the two fights were mandatory situations where they were going to have to f- happen because of the mandatory situations. And I was like, really, cause I was like salivating at the mouth for them, so to speak. You know, it was uh, Kel Brook versus Errol Spence, which is not going to happen now. And, uh, you know, and this, one, and this one was the other one. It was Jamal Charlo against Julian Williams, you know. So, you know, at least if we get one of them, I'll be happy. I mean, credit to both guys because Jamal, I hear, doesn't have the easiest time making the junior middleweight limit. You know, and uh, he could easily say, you know what? I'm just gonna move up and wait and avoid the fight. But you know, like a true champion, he w- he went after it. You know, and because this is honestly a fight where even business-wise, Julian may not be worth it yet because he's not a big enough name. You're a world champion. Nope. Nobody will even remember a couple of years down the line if, if you just moved up and wait and just didn't fight him. You know, so really a a true testament to the sport. Both of these guys uh, love to not just you know. Here's the thing about boxing. If you want to be famous more than you want to be a champion, you're probably not gonna make it as far as you should. You know, these guys. This fight being made is the epitome of, an, of that example. These guys want to be champions more than they want to be famous. The fame will come if you want to be a champion, but it's very important that you put things into perspective and you make sure you want to be a champion first and foremost. Put, put the horse the, before the carriage, yes, not exactly, the other way yeah. around. Exactly, you know? And so uh, that's very important. And uh, and I think these guys are doing that. So credit to them. Uh, it'll it'll be a fun it'll be a fun fight. I think. And Who do you a, like? A very high skill fight. Uh, you know it's tough, man. It's tough. You know. We I got time. I guess we get time to talk I about. Wanna, it. I want to lean towards J Rock. Just um. And I, it's because he's the thing. I, even, I don't want to. It's a toss up. It's hard way. for me to make a choice because. I feel like I'm doing the other one a disservice by picking against them because they're right. both that good. Mm-hmm. The fact that somebody has to lose is the unfortunate thing is that mm-hmm. critics and, and fans don't, critics and fans don't understand that just because you lose this fight, you know they'll they'll set you back. No that, one should get written off because, in this situation because these guys are both so good that you know the fact they're fighting each other only means that that's the only reason they're going to have a loss because both of these guys I think are, are good enough to to threaten anybody at junior middleweight, including guys like Canelo and stuff. You know, so really. Uh, uh, a high level fight I, I, I can't wait for it I'm really excited for it And this is actually Like we've said this before It's like PBC groomed this one from, Yeah From the birth You yeah. know like And uh, to replace your Kel Brook Errol Spence They said uh, Provided Danny Garcia Gets past his tune up fight November 12th He'll be fighting Keith Thurman in March Yeah and that's uh, That's an exciting one That's one people Have been waiting for For a while You know uh, Is a uh, Thurman and Garcia. I think Garcia has a, a little tune-up fight November 12th. You don't want to look past anybody. I'm sure Sammy Vargas is coming very hungry. But at the end of the day, Garcia is expected to get by uh, Sammy Vargas and, and move on to the Keith Thurman fight. And, you know, it's obviously you probably favor Thurman in this fight. But keep in mind, Garcia has two very big wins, called, dare I say, shock wins in his career. When he was a very heavy underdog, so it's hard Matisse to count. And, yeah, Matisse and Amir, and Amir Khan. Yep. You know, it's hard to count. Just count out Danny Garcia. It's really, really difficult because you may look at him and start saying, "Oh man, you know, he's not really playing. He's not looking the part. He's not looking the part." And then he'll come out and and do the job when you when you least expect it. You know what I mean? And that's that's <laughs> the thing about Danny. I, even from having been in the ring with him, he's better than people think. 
but mentally, he's such a strong fighter mentally too. You know, he stays, not only does, because here's the thing, people, there's levels of mental strength. There's the mental strength where you don't fold, where you're just tough enough to not fold, you get through it. And then there's, a mental, there's another level of mental strength where not only are you tough enough to not fold when the going gets tough, but you're mentally strong enough to still maintain control of the game plan. You seek while victory. You're, yeah, while you're still getting through the suffering. You know what I mean? It's, so Danny has both of those attributes to where not only does he have no fold in him, but he also has no fold in him in that not only is he willing, he's going to stay in there through difficult moments, he'll also continue to push for the win. Try to push for the win. He'll persevere the, as he's as he's in there. You know what I mean? Some he finds know, a way to win, right? Yeah, he's there, undefeated. There's right. levels of, of mental strength, you know. And I, I think Danny is a. Uh, you know, I, I can't say out of the experience that I've had, I can't say okay, he's the most mentally strong fighter for me personally that I've been in the ring with because I didn't put him in enough danger to really sh have to show that, you know, but. At day's end, he's right up there. Uh, I, I I I have a hard time finding somebody who's mentally stronger than Danny Garcia. Maybe you can put him up there with Danny Garcia, but Danny's mentally so strong, like within these tough moments, that I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time putting somebody past him. You know, what I mean, maybe somebody up there with him. I don't know. I, Won't somebody, be easy. Somebody's well, not coming up to mind. Cold you know in mean? his prime. Cotto like on his prime, but you know he was giving in a little bit with Margarito and whatnot. Granted, the guy was had loaded gloves and shit, but you know he he <laughs> he was going backwards. You know he's you know he's he like Gar Danny will Danny will stay in there, man. Danny will. I remember I remember the mouthpiece flying out of his mouth yeah. in the Matisse fight. And granted, he was ahead in that fight, so okay, you say oh he was ahead. What about the Amir Khan fight where he's getting absolutely blitzed? He's getting blitzed. His father started going nuts. Come yeah. on, Dan. You yeah, can't be getting hit like this, Dan. And he comes out every, and he's like, right, and he comes out every He comes out every round. like His determination and will. Like, yeah. yeah, like he comes yeah. out every round with a, such a, 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 a poker face like... I like, he, like it's his first round in the gym, you know, like you when you get first get to the gym and you just warm and shaking out and you just you know you have that stone cold poker face where you're just trying to get in to get into the fight. He comes out every round like like he didn't just get his ass whipped for three minutes the round prior. I feel you know like he's saying? methodical, right? He just yeah. keeps, stays the course stoic. and yeah, just keeps stoic. Yeah, and just keeps it's going. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, the, the best part about Danny is he makes it look easy because his facial expression doesn't change. He's emotionless, which is a great quality, and and it's just you know you. you you almost take it for granted. You almost underestimate it. You and know he's been saying? underestimated a few times, yeah. right? And and so, yeah. so, again, when you think about the Thurman-Garcia fight, yes, I totally get it. You probably favored Thurman in the fight. You Do you think Keith has some of those same attributes too, though? I Keith, feel I think he does too. Yeah, I think yeah. he, Keith has a lot of strong. I noticed. Keith I noticed really in the in the Porter fight. I said, "Don't tell me this fucking kid is going to quit right now." <laughs> like literally, that pressure from Porter, the pace, was really getting Keith like winded. But what he did was. It's everybody has their he thing, adjusted. I guess. No, but not even that. In the corner, the whole minute he had his head down. It was like I don't know if it was yoga, uh, meditation. I don't he know. Got himself focused. Yo, I was yeah. like, this fucking kid is gonna quit. I can't believe this. And he came out and was beating the shit out of Sean. I'm like, yeah. that's just the way he rests, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I really like him. You know, man. You know when yeah. they say like you got to slow everything down yeah. because it, you'll get ahead of yourself. And he's yeah. a different kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he's very deep. He's a yeah. deep guy. Yep. yep. He's different from anyone who's so, ever so, you know, uh, ever been in the sport. So that that actual fight. Someone like Danny mentally, and someone mentally yeah. like Keith is a—it's really a great yeah. fight. And, and I, and you know, obviously you favor Keith a little bit. Slightly, he's, he's sure. the more explosive guy. He's an actually bigger guy. Let's right. keep in mind that also counts. You yep. know, Thurman is a is a Walter slash Junior Middle. Right. Honestly, you know? I mean, you you fought Danny. Um, he's a killer puncher at one forty. He's not. Yeah, but I'm, all, I'm also a former super lightweight. And, but I, you know, when I the shots I took from Danny, you know, it was probably above average. You know what I'm saying? Above I, average. I, yeah, but, above average. You know, he's. But he's, like, if you had to guess, Keith. 
might I mean, with the speed. I, yeah, and, yeah. I, I would say probably Keith. You know, Keith's also like I said, the size matters. Right. And no, no, Yusuf. You know, it's, right. it's again. Danny's gonna eat that up, though. Danny loves being the underdog. Man. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I, and I think it's uh, the two guys that. You know they're easy to root for unless you're a hater. Uh, they're two guys that I respect tremendously, and I've gotten to know in boxing. Well, you, you know what I don't. You know what I don't like. Everybody calls Danny a, a cherry picker, right? Now Keith, Keith coming up, he fought a lot of, you know, wasn't great competition. He was brought up. Yeah, yeah he was brought up, not by his choice. He he would fight you sure. know, anybody, but you know he fought like Orlando Lara that you fought. You know what I mean? Like yeah, of course. Meanwhile, Danny on the come up. Was fighting Ashley Theophane, Kendall Holt. You know, these are guys that Philly fighter, tough, tough bro, road up. These yeah. are guys that you're like, wait, this is a young kid. He's like 18 and 0. They're putting him in there for real. You know, Eric Morales twice, even though the second time really Morales was old. But you know, these are fights that, as a prospect, you're coming up. These make you what you are. And in, in this case, you see the result with, with Danny, so mentally strong and ne- uh, never gets flustered. You know? Danny says here, it says, Danny Garcia says Amir Khan is a better fighter than Keith Thurman. Yeah, I, saw I don't that. know if he wants to light that fire, man. Oh, no, but listen, <laughs> you know, I know. you're going to throw the digs in, you know. Yeah, good luck with you that. You saw what Keith did with the Ben and Jerry's. He said, enjoy your last cherry because I'm waiting for that green belt next uh, yeah. year. And then Danny wrote back, bro, I'm going to knock you out. Just wait, wait in line like everyone else, you know. And it says here, Aaron, Rob Aram interested in uh, Thurman or Garcia for Pacquiao, which is interesting as well. Yeah, good luck making it. Yeah, oh, true. Good point. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. Uh, Terrence Crawford also took uh, that oh. December 10th date. Yeah, well, it looks like Golovkin and Jacobs is not going to fight, so... Um, that sucks. Uh, so according, to to, according to Andre, Danny's trainer, uh, he said, you know, while the whole negotiation was going on, they weren't in camp so you know now that they come to somewhat of an agreement december is not yeah, not yeah. a lot enough time for yeah. a camp of course yeah so makes sense um, you know they want to do something early next year mm-hmm. it's fine as long as they if make they the come fight to ter- yeah if they can come to terms first though right good i think first and foremost you have to come to those terms you know so i wonder who's crawford gonna fight do they have anybody in mind crawford tweeted danny was like man you got the life bro what do you mean? like i guess trying to say like you know slim pickens he gets the fight you know this guy yeah you know oh. let me see I, I don't know if they announced his opponent yet it just says he's, he's taking the date uh opponent yet to be determined okay did we talk about last week did we talk about the frampton santa cruz rematch no we didn't yeah that's happening too that's in january happening, 28th yeah. yeah it looks like late january that's a good fight yeah, yeah man so happy for both guys it's been a little lull right now but i think yeah. it's, it's picking up in november and a little gonna, lull? Yeah, a big lull all right yeah. but i think showtime's starting to make some fights too i think you know things gonna that turn would around be nice yeah, yeah it'd be nice you can get back to work man Sure. Uh, I mean, you're living off this podcast money right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, Thank God. Big, big bucks. <laughs> big bucks. Now, luckily, Sky has given me some work. I'll, I'll be working with them on the Cola versus Ward fight as well. I'll be in Vegas. I know you're excited and for that. And you've been hanging out with Savo, so you haven't been spending any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm in Sicily. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting paid for those, those fights, though, Paulie. Those, yeah. are, those are free fights in the street. He was commentating those, too. <laughs> Paulie said, my ring's outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Rock, you need help? This ain't no pie contest. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what else we got boxing wise? I don't no, know. But you know. The best thing about Salvo, best thing about Salvo, going back to the, it's like he's one of those guys. That like afterwards, like you talk to him. When I tell him, yeah, when I tell him, like I tell him, like yo, you can't be doing that. He's like, nah, you know. He makes you know, like a real like me. We've gotten into this in past episodes. Me and Pete call guys like this Joes. Like, like where it's like you, buy, you beat somebody up, you want them to beat them up, but then you make like you didn't really didn't want to do it. <laughs> when I talk to him about like Salvo, you can't be doing this. He'll be like. 
Nah, but you know, I don't want to do it. I you feel know? bad. But yeah. What am I gonna do? <laughs> guys, me and, got nasty, around, you know. me and Pete grew up around guys like this, though. What do they do in the neighborhood? Pete? Like when they get you, a fight will break out in the neighborhood. I, I had to smack him. What do you want to do? I didn't. I didn't want to. It was a lot out. of lying. You know, I, I told him. I kept was running about, his mouth. I, I told him I was gonna get him a beat, and he didn't believe me. Like you know, most people aren't gonna just say, "Oh, you'll give me a beat." All right, cool. Let me leave. You know what I mean? You put well, you you no, you the best is guys the best is gonna be one of those like situations. Like yeah, you know, his wife is dead. Yeah, I didn't want to smack. Want to smack him, but you know, here's the problem with fighting though. Even when you win, you lose. If you hurt the guy badly, you're gonna end up being Absolutely. arrested or paying him, get sued, or you know, you, you hit the wrong guy. Like, you say, you say, like, you beat the crap out of me, and I'm crazy. I'm gonna get like a blackjack, I'm gonna get something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust your kneecap. I'm gonna come up when you're walking out of a bar or something, I'm just gonna crack your kneecap in half. You know? I remember there was a, a situation early in my boxing career where one of my fellow prospects, I was uh, coming up the ladder yeah. and got into a fight, and uh, Freddie Cadena uh, ended up getting charged with manslaughter. He killed the guy, you know, he knocked the kid out. Well, the sad the thing kid. about that was it was uh, his ex girlfriend or something, right? He was, well, he the went sad to thing about club. she was dating old DJ, uh, go ahead. Sunshine. <laughs> Freddie Cadena was in a real tough six round, though, where he, he almost went into a coma, he was briefly in a coma. When he got out of it, he really oh, wasn't same. 100%. A little off. Yeah, so he, fighting was pulse. over for him, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, they told him, like, fighting's done. So, obviously, when fighting's your whole life. Now you, what do you, go get a job and you're not even 100%. And you never know. It's a little with this, depressed. With, you, you never know, know with this post-concussion right. syndrome. Right, you never know. That's his horrible. temper and everything. So, his girlfriend didn't stick around with him, you know? She moved on. She got with a guy that was a DJ, whatever. And I guess he felt a little away about it and he was calling her, you know, and... And the boyfriend was like, give me the phone, you know? So he's like, he's like, bro, she's with me now. So the kid, Freddie, was like, bro, you know, who are you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I come to the club right now. I'm here. That was smart. So the kid, Freddie, went. And the kid came outside thinking he was tough. Freddie hit him with one shot. Yeah. You know, the kid, kid fell back, hit his head on the curb, and died. Freddie's, That's why Freddie's you don't a, fight. Now, this is 10 years ago. Freddie's it's more. It's like more. 2000, 2000, no, 2003, 2004. He's on his way home soon. He's been yeah. away all this time. Yeah, we, were, we were prospects at the same time, and he was like one of the... Yeah, I remember main events had him signed. Main events when they were actually a real company still um, had him signed. And, uh, you know, he was a pretty good prospect. You know, he had taken that loss, and he had took some damage. But I remember on the come-up, Kadena was one of, the, one of my fellow prospects that was really like... Getting some good press, and I, I remember, I remember feeling, you know, feeling kind of down about that, man. I and really that can happen to any guys. You've been in scraps. You've been Jesse in stuff. Feliciano, remember? Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen any time. That's why you guys you gotta avoid that shit at all costs, of man. Of course. Yeah. You gotta try to stay stay cool. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta stay mean? cool. Staying cool. I'm seeing you know. I'm seeing some more uh, some more uh, rumors here too. What? Uh, there's some uh, Joshua Klitschko talk online. Is they're talking about W? They're waiting. Why wouldn't the WBA sanction it? I don't know. Yeah, they were talking about Lucas Brown in the mix, right? With Klitschko, Joshua versus Klitschko in the mix. They made Andy Ruiz versus Joshua. Nah, they made Andy Ruiz versus uh Parker. Yeah, or Joseph Parker and Andy Ruiz. I like that fight. Although they made it in New Zealand, that's somebody Dece better televise that. That's like December tenth too. Andy Ruiz is a fun guy to watch. He's a oh, yeah. fun guy to watch. He's a, he's a good fighter. And Parker is obviously we hear a lot of good things about him. I personally have never seen him fight, but I hear a lot of good things about him. But the personally, WBO world title that Fury got stripped of. Yeah, but, but personally, oh well, okay, it's for a title. But personally, Parker was in line to get a Joshua fight, so I think he would rather that. No, well, it's a world title fight regardless. Yeah. So he's favored not. to beat Andy Ruiz. Boxing okay. experts say. Then yeah. they started with rumors because Ruiz is a tough bastard. Eddie He's Hearn, got pretty fast hands. Eddie Hearn signed King Kong. Yes. Luis Ortiz. Eddie Hearn signed Luis Ortiz. And he's putting him on a show in Monte Carlo, November twelfth. Yeah, we talked about that last time. They were talking rumors of maybe Hay and Ortiz. Yeah, that I mean, would be a sick fight. Yeah, yeah crazy. Hay and Ortiz. Oh, um, Tony Bellu won. Yeah, Tony Bellu. Did and you he, see? He it? actually went at 
yeah. Hay in Did the you crowd see afterwards. Yeah, he knocked out BJ Flores. Then he actually went at Hay in the crowd afterwards and saying they might make that fight. I think Hay was just I think, laughing. I think that's Hay's a pretty good businessman. I think business wise, he probably makes more money fighting Bellu than he does fighting um, uh, Luis Ortiz. You know, so uh, I think that's going to end up. Being I don't know. I, I love Tony. Uh, I met him. Nicest guy, down to earth. But it's a tough fight. He's no, he's he's really really tough. But I, yeah, David Hayes too big for him. What about Luis Ortiz? I mean, we talked about this before. He's using Malik Scott as a tune up, and then he wants to fight. It. They're gonna have him fight again on the on the Joshua card That's a month a later. Tune up. That's a. I mean, Malik Scott is a skilled guy. I mean, granted, he could probably dig down a little bit more than he than he usually does. But I mean, you never know. You're gonna get another with Malik Scott and end up in a tough fight. You know, like, you know, we'll see how Malik deals with the the power of. Uh, of uh, a big dude. King Kong, though, yeah, that's that, that's the bottom line because that also means he could end early as well. Look at this guy starting up. Uh, WBO president, no doubt Canelo knocks out Mayweather in a rematch. Like you're just begging for that. You're begging for that money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on, that's such a, that's so obvious. And so about Canelo Cotto rematch how old, too. How old do you want to? We'll see that. How old do you want Floyd to keep fighting till? I mean, what do you want to get him to get to the Hopkins age? Speaking of which, oh, that's Hopkins, right, he's Hopkins, fighting they too. Just announced uh, the fight with Joe Smith. Joe Smith from Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Joe Smith with a big upset win over uh, Andrew Fonfara, so they're gonna they're gonna fight on December seventeenth. A big opportunity for Smith. Um, See, and he said, Hopkins said this is his last yeah, fight. Yeah, well played by Hopkins. You know, he's got a, a guy that's coming off a big win, but a guy who has relatively little experience, even as an amateur. So a lot of those, a lot of those uh, fancy things that Hopkins does, you veteran tricks. You know, I, I think they will they will also be something that Smith you know will never have dealt with before, and you know may may kind of that be a little bit of trickery. May kind of be a little bit of trickery in, in the bag. Just Smith is a big puncher, but I don't know if he's polished enough to deal with a guy with the trickery of of uh, of Hopkins. We'll find out. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Smith, I'm years sure old. Joe, I'm sure Joe Smith knows what he's getting into, and he knows what he's going to deal with. But you know, uh, I'm, I'm curious about that fight as well. Let's I talk remember about watching. I remember watching the last time I thought B Hop was going to get killed, and he came out and beat the life out of Kelly Pavlik. I remember that I too. I was like, I think I bet that. Fight. Oh my god! At one seventy, he made him come up. Pavlik, yeah. who was had no business being at one seventy, but still, yeah, still thought oh Pavlik was powerful and was going to get the him. Boxing lesson that he put on. I mean, Same I heard, I heard Trin- Kelly. Listen, I heard Kelly had like a hundred and two fever in the locker room, right? But, you know, it is what Still, it is. Still, styles make the fight, right? It's the same thing he did to oh, Trinidad. To, he, he totally exposed Trinidad. Right, he made Kelly come up, right? Hopkins had yeah. already beaten yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He made him come up to 170. Because so I really liked that. Kelly had, Kelly had the frame for that, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big dude. What do you, what do you guys, you know, thinking about Bernard Hopkins, where do you guys rank him among all-time fighters? I mean, no, you got to give him his credit. You know, he's uh, he's been a crafty, wily guy his whole career, you know. Uh, championship level fighter. Smart. Yeah. Smart fighter in the ring. Uh Lives a, a healthy, clean lifestyle out of the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know, he's a guy that you gotta give respect to, uh, because it's hard to live under lives with such a strict regimen is uh for for such a long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't think he uh he makes weight as easily as people say. Um, you know, you get older, your metabolism does slow down, things slow down. I can remember clearly, distinctly. Back in the days when Everlast used to give give us Albaline <laughs> yeah. uh, in 2008, when I was getting ready for the Ricky Hatton fight. Uh, you know, you used to be able to get Albaline, which is the sweat. Uh, for people who don't know what Albaline is, it's, it's this cream that makes you sweat or opens your pores. And you used to be able to get it from Everlast. And I remember uh, asking the Everlast guys to get, get me some Albaline. And they were like, oh, man, we had to deliver a bunch to B-Hop, uh, you know, for was such and such the, fight or I whatnot. think it was a Jermaine rematch or something? No. no. Uh, this was for the Hatton fight. So he was already a light heavyweight, bro. You know what I mean? He, for, no. Wow. When but, think, but think about yeah, all so the like, fights. So, you know, if he needed it like that. like For the Hatton fight, it was Pavlik. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Pavlik. Yeah, 170. Yeah, yeah. 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 dropped five. Yeah. Because yeah. Buddy McGirt was telling me that he's going to kill Pavlik. And I'm like, Buddy, are you out of your mind? And Buddy's like, I know my shit. Bro, we sat at this place in Vegas in the casino when I had that lobster lobster sandwich. <laughs> That's what you oh. remember, really? <laughs> Look at oh, well, you fat scumbag, really? That's what you remember? That's Buddy. what you... The, of all things that night, the fight... Buddy ordered DJ it? DJ Flores dancing on the dance floor with his mouthpiece in his no. mouth. And then, Come on! And you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're thinking about the lobster sandwich? No, <laughs> no. You of all things, bastard. of all things, really? Well, oh, you gonna get into that? Go ahead. Well, give us a little insight into the whole night, please. Well, give us a little insight. So we we were going out. Buddy says, you know, what are you gonna do? Is Champ's gonna go to bed? You know, my son's my son's gonna hang out tonight. We're gonna go out for yeah, drinks. I was in camp for the hat fight. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'll meet you guys at the strip. I'll go home. You know, whatever. We go. I might have to take a picture of this. <laughs> so. I go to the to the strip. We go to Palms Casino, and I'm hanging out. It's beautiful but, casino. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Buddy, his wife, his family, everybody—they're all you know, great people. And uh, we're hanging out, drinking, whatever. So afterwards, James McGirt Jr. says, "Yo, how old is he?" Uh, James is probably like my age. My age. Oh, your age? My age. Yeah, thirty-four. At the time, you know, at the time, yeah, a lot younger. This is right. almost ten years ago. Yeah. Right. So we're chilling. James is like, "Yo, pops." Pop's gonna go to bed, you know. Let's let's go out. So I was like, oh yeah, where do you want to go? He goes, well, BJ BJ told me he's gonna meet us here, and then we'll go out. Because BJ Flores was like living over there, or whatever. I'm like, oh cool, I remember BJ Flores, you know. Well, we go out, and BJ is dressed to the to, to the, the nine. to the nines, you know. He got this white blazer on. BJ's white. a pimp. You know, yeah. BJ, BJ gets around, he gets a lot of chicks, you know. BJ, oh. by the way, he's the one that just fought Tony Bellu, right? Yeah. And and he's got this white. Blazer on, white tank top, white pants, and white shoes. Should have like, been in Miami, but he was in Vegas. Right. I'm like, look at this guy. I got jeans and a fucking t shirt on. You know? Slob. So James like, whoa, you came out prep, kid. Did he have you decks ready? on too? The white white decks, yeah. Yeah. Right. No no laces. No laces, no. Roach killers. Um <laughs> so so we're hanging out, you know, we're having a good time. We're chilling and uh I remember you know, BJ's just like doing his thing, you know, and by himself, like chilling. And he's got this little dance move, and and he's like, "Little white man's overbite." <laughs> so oh. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh, he's is put he his doing? tongue like underneath his bottom lip, and like like it's sticking out. Like, so go ahead. so James is like, "What the fuck is he doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." He looks like I'm like, "Should I go take his mouthpiece out?" <laughs> 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 he looks like he was dancing with a mouthpiece. <laughs> Did you go take I'm, it out? I'm like, "What the fuck is he doing?" You wanted to go in the, in the middle of the ring and just put your hand by right the on the dance floor. Give me that part, dude. Take a glove out of your pocket. Take a yeah. breath, yeah. <laughs> but oh, it was a great time. We we get back, and I mean, I don't know how wrecked I was, but normal banging on the door because James was like, "Yo, I'm sleeping in here." My aunt and and uh, whoever's in here. I'm banging on the door. They're sleeping. It's like 6 a.m. What are you doing there? Are you, are you embarrassed, as Sebastian what? would say? Aren't you what? embarrassed? Why? Do you know how many stories we got like this? What about the James Tony Rockman weekend? Should we get into that? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's continue this one first. Continue this one first. <laughs> no, I end up just, yeah, I, I stripped down. And no, I stripped the up. James was running from one hand to the hole. I was like, you got to hang out with this kid. You'll die laughing. Your cheeks hurt. You're laughing all night. He runs from one end of the hole. And just throws his body into the door like four times, and they finally heard. He's like, "What the fuck? What's sitting out here, man? What the fuck are you doing?" And they're like, "James, oh my god, shut up!" He's like, 
and I'm sleeping here too. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you try to pick the nice bed, you know. Yeah. So I go pick like this little couch, the love seat. I like strip down to my underwear. I'm sure they were happy to see that. Yeah. Buddy wakes me up in the morning. He's like, yo. I was in better shape at that time. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. But he's like, yo, you naked, bro? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just got my underwear on. You scared, buddy. You scared, buddy. Yeah, so, you know, we're staying on the, on the story. We talk about Hasim Rahman and James Tony. So, this was a couple months before I fought Miguel Cotto. So, oh, way we back. The, we get the fight. Yeah, I'm 25 years old. <clears throat> it's like 22, 23, right? So, we get the fight, and Top Rank tells us, you know, in Atlantic City in March, whatever the date was, in March in 06, you know, it was a couple months before the Cotto fight. Like, you guys are going to come down. We're going to do a photo shoot for the press stuff. Uh, to put you in for the stuff that we're going to put on the posters, for the, the pictures that we're going to put on the program. You know, we need to take some photos of you, Paulie. So you're going to come. We're going we're gonna to house you into, in the hotel for the weekend in Atlantic City. And, uh, you know, you, we'll give you tickets at Hassan Rockman versus James Tony, which is a fight they were promoting in Atlantic City. Fight that ended in a draw, I believe, right? Yeah. Say, who? I don't remember that fight. Yeah. So... It becomes, it becomes one of these, it becomes, yeah, yeah, you're going to understand why. So it becomes one of these wild, wild weekends, okay? It becomes one of these wild weekends for us, you know? Uh, not so much for me because it was my first big fight, and I was just so excited. I wanted to, like, start living good right away. And my boy Jared comes from Boston. He's out of his mind. <laughs> Our boy Frankie, the one that almost, if, if, rest, you, in if you, rest in peace, Frankie, the one that if you if you ever saw the YouTube video of my post-fight press conference with Adrian Broner, he's the one that almost killed the guy at the post-fight press conference, um, Frankie. Um, he was there, and he was having a wild out of his time out of his, uh, he was out of his own mind too, you know. Like uh, so, we we get Atlantic City. First of all, we decide to go to Atlantic City, uh, and then a bunch of us, like um, a couple of my other boys, decide to go too, you know. Like so, we go, you know, and obviously, like I said, I gotta go for the photo shoot the next day. It's Friday. We go down there. And we're like, bro, Frankie's calling. Like one one of my other boys, Nikki's. Like, Nikki, Frankie, little Frankie. Nikki and Frankie grew up together. They're yeah. like me, but not him. little Nikki, the one we bring to the show. Another no, little, <laughs> yeah, little Nikki. Yeah, so so. Yeah, at this point, our little Nicky was like a little kid for real. Yeah, so, baby. Yeah. so anyway, so it's all the boy, little Nicky. And so Frankie's calling his phone off the hook while we're driving. We're, we're already We're left. already on the Verrazano Bridge, like heading so down. So even he was like, City. like, oh man, like, you know, so we Frank, left him. He's like, but Nicky was like, like, I didn't Nikki know. Nicky grew you know? up with Frankie. So Nicky's like, bro, better off, bro, because he's out of his mind right now, bro. He'll he'll go, he'll be like a lunatic all night. We'll have to babysit him. So he's like, all right. So we're, he's like, we're ignoring him, calling everybody's phone at the time we had the next tells. You know, we're ignoring him, you know? All of a sudden, he. he he calls up or something. He leaves a voicemail. He leaves a voicemail. That's what he does. When Nikki at the time, we even checked our voicemails. That's how far back we're going. Who checks their voicemails now? So, <laughs> Me? <laughs> I don't know anybody that checks their voicemails except you. But anyway. Sometimes. So, so, so he, he get a voice. Nikki gets a voicemail from Frank and he's like, yo, cuz. What's you up? You guys cousin? are going AC. He goes, he, somehow he found out we're going he's AC. He's like, bro, you guys left I me. Maybe from MySpace. He goes, you left me. He goes, I'm taking the bus with the old ladies. I'm on the bingo bus. I'll meet you down there. So, so we're like, what? Nikki the plays fuck? the message out loud. Like, holy shit, this kid is going to come with the old ladies. He jumped on the bus with the old ladies. You know, now there's buses for the old ladies to go down to Atlantic City. They play bingo My on the bus. My grandma used to do you that. Know. Yeah. yeah so then they get to Atlantic City. They go through the slot machines. You know, for the old people. You know, they, they get to entertain themselves. Frankie shows up to Atlantic City. He 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 won in bingo. He, he won, won six hundred. Frankie never had a dollar in his pocket. Yeah, he ends no. up taking the old lady for six hundred dollars in bingo. <laughs> Sick bastard. He is. Without, without so, even without even an ounce of remorse or guilt. But so for Frankie to just get to Atlantic City and just have six hundred dollars in his pocket is like a miracle. Is like Paulie fighting for million dollars, you know? Yeah, like, like he was like big about, all about it now. Like, holy, I got that. He's like, of six hundred dollars. Where he you guys staying? He walks. No, he <laughs> yeah. walks in for. He walks into the. Uh, <laughs> he walks into the place where. What was it called, bro? 
What was it? The blue martini or something? One of these, one of these bars or something? So walk in, we're like, you know, trying to pregame at one of the bars, you know? And we're walking and we're like hanging out, trying to talk to a couple of chicks. And when all of a sudden, this kid walks in with a Kango hat. It's Frankie, and he's like dancing. He walks into the call. He wants into the bar dancing, like little, like with a two step. Like, well, like, oh shit! Look who's walking in. It's Frankie. He's already hammered. He's already hammered. So he's like bothering every girl he can bother, you know. And he's so hammered. He's got. A, he's already got beer goggles on. So he's starting to talk to this fat chick. <laughs> he starts talking to this fat chick. Who's? I don't oh. say that. That's no, not no, right. but he was. You know, <laughs> was, um, she was. You know, overweight. Was, yeah. She wasn't somebody. What I'm saying. She wasn't somebody that he would have normally normally talked talk to, to. Like right. Frank, you know. Festively plump But she was No but she was being like You know instead of like Being nice She was being like Obviously I mean Granted he He wouldn't say anything bad But maybe he was being A bit too pushy She was getting high angry Like oh Frankie, stop talking Frankie to me Frankie wouldn't say anything bad What was he saying at the moment At the moment uh, it wasn't, sure, He got sure. to it right. She was like Abusing him you know And he was like I don't know He wouldn't let this girl go You know So So finally He thinks like She's one of these snobs That like Wants money, you know, like wants a guy with money. Like in his mind, he's so whacked, he thinks oh like, boy. okay, I'm gonna show off some money. You know, he's got six hundred dollars. He's blowing <laughs> the big dough that night. You know, plus it's in 2006, so six hundred dollars is a little bit more than it is today. You know, so like 880. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whatever for him, for him it was big. So finally, he gets aggravated with this chick, and he's like, what? What's your problem? What, you want to run? You like to rich guys? You into what? I got money. He goes. I'll take you wherever you want to go. And he pulls out his money. Goes, I'll take you to the buffet. Well, you want to go to the buffet? Goes, I'll take you to the buffet right now. He goes, if that's what you're about. Smoothest pickup ever. We can go to the buffet right now. And she was just like, oh, so disgusting. <laughs> so gross. So, so whatever. That, that, Wait, then he, he comes to me. No. And, oh, good. And he goes, he goes, here, cuz. He goes, I got, I got a bunch. I had never taken Xanax before. Oh, boy. I took a whole stick. A stick. Yeah, I didn't. Those a pill. He goes stick. Well, it's you break it into four. Oh, it's yeah. like you a quarter of it. So, is, so you got you hammered. I was drinking, obviously. I mean, fall down and crack your head open. No, no, no. I was in another world. Of course, but you Frankie, know. in the meantime, winds up playing blackjack. He goes to the blackjack <laughs> table with him and his six hundred dollars. Make their way to the blackjack table somehow. We. My cut man Danny Milano was at the blackjack table, right? He's like, cuz, like, I don't want to babysit him or something, right? What's he saying? Like, I don't want to be responsible for him. We're like, bro, I'm not going over there. I'm not. I'm, yeah, and this, we're all looking at, at Nikki. At this like, point, like, you can't, you can't control Frankie, yeah. you know? Well, you know, when I'm out of control, everybody looks at Paul like, yo, come on, do something, yeah. you know? Put a leash on so your boy. We, yeah, we do the same thing with Nikki. We're yeah. like, yo, is he going to be right? He goes, he's a grown man, cuz. He goes, let yeah. him do what he's got to do. So, so easy he, come, he, easy he go. Winds, he winds up at the blackjack table to go spend this 600 at the blackjack table. We. Over the course of the night, you know, I don't know what we did. I ended up going back to the room because I wanted to get rest. I had the photo shoot in the morning. And again, I didn't want to mess up my sleeping patterns. I wanted to start getting into my training mode, you know. Pete and Jared and everybody else go out and get themselves hammered, whatever. No. So. Doesn't sound like So Pete. Frankie at the blackjack team, we don't hear from him. You know, we don't. We don't. All night. No, we don't. Nobody hears from him all night. Peter walks into my bedroom, you know, because he's, me and him shared, a, shared the room. Two beds, obviously. No, Yusuf. So we are. Uh, we he walks in with with the boys at like three four in the morning. He walks in, and he's like, "No, what was it? No, no, that wasn't the same night. That was the next night, right? That was the next night." When I walked yeah, in, you walked in. No, no, it was no, no. This was normal. You let me. You, you stayed out all night. I was getting aggravated because you had to come to the photo shoot with me. So I was aggravated. I don't know why. So in the morning, in the morning, 
Peter doesn't want to get up. I'm like, bro, you're coming to this photo shoot now. You can't, I can't brought you down here. You're coming to this photo shoot, bro. <laughs> he wake up and on. he's so aggravated. <laughs> I finally forced him to go to the photo shoot. He's like passing out on one of the chairs on the side. He's drooling all over himself. The, the, the photographer is taking pictures of me at the photo shoot. And he's taking pictures of Peter just for the comedy. He's relief of it. <laughs> I was. You know? I put Did two you chairs. Shot? You have those pictures somewhere? Somewhere. The, the, the sure. Rick Farina was the right. The, Mulholland. Oh no, Ed, was it Mulholland? Yeah. Ed Mulholland. Ed Mulholland. Yeah, he had. A, anyway, they, I'm sure they have him somewhere. Classic, classic Pete pictures. <laughs> I put two chairs together, both and just to laid the side, down, and laid down, out, out cold. So ba basically, he, was, he became useless anyway. I should have just left him in the room. He's Thank probably you. still high on his annex for another 24 hours after we that. We get word when we get done. We get word that Frankie in jail. got will start losing all his money at the Black blackjack Jack. table. The, boy, the, the, the dealer kept hitting 21s. And he started cursing and yelling and cursing. And the dealer telling him, Buddy, he goes, if, and the pit boss comes over and says, Buddy, you got to stop cursing and yelling and making a scene because we're going to have to throw you out of here. Lo and behold, he keeps losing. Another 21 by the dealer. He goes crazy. The pit boss wants to tell him he's got to go. He jumps over the table and bites the pit boss. In his chest. <laughs> right yeah, in his look, chest. Look, like a pit bull. So Frankie, yeah, so Frankie gets arrested. The pit bull be, bit the pit boss. So That's Frankie, a good move. So Frankie yeah. gets himself arrested. We're losing for the weekend. We lost Frankie for the week. We get to get himself arrested. Peter, and the next night we go to the fight. You know, I, after the fight, I say, you know what, guys, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going upstairs. And these, I'm like, wow. These guys really? go out. These guys go out. <laughs> Peter shows up at my room at like 3, 4 in the morning. And now he remembers that I was waking him up when I was trying, when he was trying oh. to sleep. So he comes up at 3, 4 in the morning. He's like, ah, Dick, what are you doing? Get up. And I'm like, get out of here, Dick. You know, I'm not going to sleep. And he's jumping on me. And he's like. You didn't get up and smack him one? Yeah. I, I was like, bro, get off me, bro. I, like, I start pulling the blanket off him. Because he's, and, like, trying to be all cuddled yeah, up. I'm my, like, nah, my, fuck that. My other boys came in the room. They're laughing. Like, laugh. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, I'm aggravated. So I, I finally shove him as well. No. I shoved you. With then, both of his feet, he kicks me. Yeah. <laughs> so I like fall back kick. on the yeah. other bed. I yeah, fall so back on my fine, bed. You know, because he was on my bed. I used the leverage for my my legs and just launched him. <laughs> my son does that to me all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gets up <laughs> aggravated. Now I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I, I run across the room while he's chasing me. There's one of my duffel bags on the ground. You tripped over it. No, I hurdled it. I'm not, I'm sober. <laughs> I, I hurdled it. I was like I, fucking I Carl Lewis. Double bag. Peter, <laughs> running full speed at me, trips over it, and literally goes down. Like if anybody sees my Kevin Watts knockout when I knocked out Kevin Watts, where he doesn't even catch himself with his hands, he just kind of it's the grind, grinds his face like on on the ring mat, on the ring canvas. How about little Manny Pacquiao Peter, with Marquez? No, but that that guy went straight down, right? Yeah. No, but I'm telling you, Peter went down like like curled like. Like, like his head hit the ground first and the rest of his body. So when his rest of his body had to straighten out, it dragged his face on the his face dragged on the rug. So he gives himself the biggest rug burn on his face. <laughs> and he just stays down. Right on my cheekbone. He, he's so wacky. That's he your stays, karma, bitch. He, first yeah. of all, he's so wacky, he stays down, you know? And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm aggravated. I'm gonna so Jared, my boy, Jared, who's also out of another one who's out of his mind and is always a lunatic, Goes, ah, buddy, you know what, Paulie? I'm going to take him with me. Don't worry. I got him. I'm going to take him with me. <laughs> he, no, no. he goes, turn over. I'm on my face. I turn over big red <laughs> mark on my cheekbone. He goes, buddy, what are you doing to yourself? He goes, I know what you need, he's my little Boston. bucky. Yeah, he's from Boston. He goes, I know what you need. So he tells him, he tells me. He goes, no, oh. he, tells, he tells me, he goes, I'm going to take him to the best rub and tug place in town. Don't worry, I got they give the best massages. Rub and tug, what's that? They give, <laughs> they give they give the best massages and they take care of you after. I'm like, Jared, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Get, I'm him like, out. Get, get him out of my room, I wanna sleep. So Pete's hammered, like he doesn't even know his name. So Jared takes him out. It's that time of the night, they just go to the rub and tug place. 
That time so, of the morning. <laughs> that time of the morning. That, yeah, it was like five, or, five in the morning already. Lucky, lucky girl. So they get there. I, I don't wake up till about eight or nine. My other boys, like Nikki and Dimitri, you know, they, you know, they were like, all right, we're ready to go back to New York. And I'm like, bro, Pete's not picking up his phone. Like, where the fuck is this kid? And I, and I hit up Jared. I can't get into Jared. I finally hit up Jared. I'm like, Jared, what the fuck you doing, bro? Where's Peter? He goes, buddy, I can't take your boy anymore, buddy. He goes, I can't take that kid. I'm like, what are you talking about? You were supposed to watch him. He goes, buddy, I'm already halfway to Boston. He goes, I'm already halfway up to Boston, already driving. Your your buddy, I brought him to the Robin Tuck place. He passed out in the in the room. He goes, the lady couldn't even wake him up. The girl couldn't wake him up. He made me waste a hundred and whatever dollars, right? It's hundred and twenty dollars. Sixty for the massage and sixty for the. He handy. didn't even get anything done. He just passed out. <laughs> he tried. You, he tried I'm to get a with, refund. I'm done. I, I'm done with him, buddy. You take care. I'm like, oh shit! Give he me goes, the fucking address. He goes, I was punching the shit out of him. He wouldn't move. He's laying naked so, in the massage place so right I now. Said, I said, Jared, give me the address. I gotta find this. So I couldn't, you know. I'm looking. Around. He goes, I don't even know. He didn't give me the address. He goes, I, I, I don't even know the address. He goes, I, I, it's somewhere on this area. So we had to go in the general vicinity and start kind of looking around. So I, I think I found the place. I, I told Nikki and Demetri, I said, Yo, wait here. I'm gonna go it's knock like 9, on the door. Nine, ten o'clock in the morning. No, like 11, 10, 11, Yeah. Oh, so I knock on the door. And I'm like, and this old Chinese lady was like the madam. She opens the door, and I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" And she thinks I'm a customer. She's like, "Oh, how are you?" And I'm like, "No, no." I say, I said, I said, I'm looking for my friend. I was like, he's here, and and I'm trying to describe him, but she's not really understanding me. Then I point to my cheek, like I say, he's he. Uh, like she knows like as soon as I point to my cheek like he's he's kind of fucked up on his face he's got cuts she goes ah ha you fat yeah yeah you come in here he's sleeping so <laughs> I that was I, nice of them not to like get you thrown the fuck she out she takes well, me into the room what are you gonna room. do lift me up she takes me into Pops. the room she takes me into the room she takes me into the room he's butt ass naked passed out on this bed <laughs> butt ass naked and I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me bro I've never so, heard so anything I like that in my Dimitri life Dimitri and Nikki I said Dimitri and Nikki I said, get in here bro you guys gotta see this help me get this kid out bro I was like so uh, we try to wake no up camera with, phones then yeah let's try to smack him around be like bro come on let's go let's go we gotta get back to New York and he's like uh, uh, I'm good yeah I'm coming I'm coming and he thinks like I'm gonna leave I'm like come on bro we gotta drag him out we gotta wake him up and take him back to New York we get back to New York which is like the two hour drive, we go for like brunch. He doesn't want to oh. come out of the car. Oh, brunch. We That's left cute. him in the car. We left him in the car for like two hours, right? Sleeping. Yeah, he just slept in the car for like two hours while we, uh, you while know we you, went to you, eat. You know you're killing yourself slowly, right? Yeah, just saying. The good old days. And these are, this is just like 1% of some of our stories, uh, bro. I can only imagine. <laughs> this was literally like every That's weekend, every what happened to Frankie? days. Frankie, uh, Frankie got out at the end of the weekend, right? He had, uh, yeah. he had, you know, we have court date, court yeah. appearances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He obviously got, you know, a ticket, some sort of ticket. Ticket? Some, some sort of there. ticket? You get a ticket for biting somebody in a casino? <laughs> some, the guy, they didn't press charges. They uh, know he was, you know, he was uh, mentally ill. himself. <laughs> What, can I ask? I don't know if we should ask this on the on the podcast, but what happened? What happened to Frankie? You overdosed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he had some he had some troubles. He was yeah. a really loyal friend. Yeah, he was a like, good, real he good was dude. Out of his mind, but such a good heart. Like Frankie was. Uh, That's a shame. Like like a, a sick, sick kid. Like you had a real. If you weren't close to him, like he was liable to attack at any point. Like he was like an attack dog at a certain point. You know, but it really was. If you were his, if you were his friend, he would literally give the shirt off of his back for you. You know, and he expected the same in return. And sometimes you couldn't provide that because he's a because lunatic. He had to live his mind, lunatic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You kind of had to distance yourself in certain moments. You know. But um, yeah, he's the one that uh, that that was on the the YouTube video, uh, that's on the YouTube video, the post fight press conference for me and Broner, and he's almost attacking the guy that I had words with <laughs> at the post fight press conference. You had your back, you had yeah, your back, Frankie Frankie Klansky. Yeah, 
FK, we used to call them. <laughs> you guys busted out some good stories today. Yeah, yeah. So well, we got plenty, man. I mean, shit. We I mean we could have it. We could have episodes just on on old stories. So well, that's I think uh, we just did. That's our ep- that's our boxing episode. Yeah. We got into half a boxing episode, half of a what was boxing? We, uh, went, to, we went to the fights, you know. You're talking we, about you, right? See, yeah. The thing with our boxing episodes, we even talk about the escapades that happened at the fights. You know what I'm saying? And plus, we're still in anticipation mode. We're waiting for all these fights to yeah. happen, so that's it's right. been real slow. So yeah. at least we're talking about what's coming up. Boom. All Boom. Right, so, so that's uh, episode, uh, what is it, 75.5? Uh, that was 75. That was 70. 75.5 is, yeah. is 75. Okay. All right. <laughs> and for those out there, we appreciate you guys listening. Give us a good rating. If you don't, go fuck yourself. Wow. And <laughs> oh, also leave a comment. That helps, too. Uh, leave a comment, yeah. sure, of course. Yeah, leave good a one. Really yeah. nice ones. Yeah, yeah. Leave a comment. iTunes. Uh, if you don't, If you don't. Like our political views, don't listen to the other half of our. Uh, our yeah, I'm podcast. about to fuck shit up right now. Oh jeez, we're, we're very opinionated and we don't hold back. We're gonna make this way. guy. They're gonna make it, uh, America Italian again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back.